Hmm. I wonder what this podcast is about. Hello. Uh -oh. Did, Did you, you click, click this, this podcast? podcast? Well, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Hi, I'm Fernando, and this podcast is me and an awesome guest. Yeah, me. Not you. Oh, my. Everybody, stop. Jeez. What the heck Anyways. is going on? And our guests. This guy's tripping. We'll be reviewing shows from Netflix because we all got to know what to watch next, right? Well, oh, yeah. in this podcast, you'll see if you should get a certain clicks. A try from me and my critics. Huh. See what I did there? This <laughs> guy just had a throw well, in there. Here we go. Starting in three, oh, well, two. This is for one. Very cool. Flicks Critics. Hello, everyone. This is Fernando again, and you are on Flicks Critics. And today, well, today is going to be an interesting episode where we're going to be talking about an independent film called The Endless. Today, we have the lead singer from Skies of Terra named Christopher Bell. And yeah, what up? And I think uh, you'll agree with me here with this film, man. It was a little bit. It was a little bit confusing, but uh, we both did our research after watching the film. I think, I don't know about you, man, but I, I think I got the gist of it a little bit. So Yeah, it was definitely one of those movies that you either have to watch twice to really get it, yeah. or you just got to go online and or YouTube and just kind of look up what the hell was going on and and different different things, but... Once you dig into it, I mean, you realize, wow, this is a, a pretty cool movie. Yeah, and so, so people like um, normally I have a structure. Uh, I have a structure for each episode, but for this one, we both were a bit confused. So it led us to the number one question: like, what the heck happened? You know? And so, <laughs> yeah. So today we're just gonna go like an eagle and just wing it today. So pun intended. Yeah. So my guy, yeah. I, so my guy, I think um, I think I got the gist of it, but feel free to hop in and fill in the gaps because I also realized, man, that this was actually a sequel to a film called Resolution, which was actually a pretty uh, short film. They only made like a couple of grams in that film, and they uh, submitted it to a couple of film festivals, and not that many accepted it until uh, except for one. So, mm -hmm. and also. Uh, fun fact, uh, the people that played the brothers, which were Aaron and Justin, they were actually the, the writers and directors of the film, too. Right. I believe Justin Benson is the one guy. He was the writer yeah. uh, and did more of the directing. Mm -hmm. And then Aaron Moorhead uh, did more of the cinematography and things like that. It, I think that's really cool because, like, you can not only do you, when you when it comes to writing the script, it becomes a little bit more easier because you're writing for each other. So you're able to get, I think when it comes to writing the script, you can like go in depth with the personality because, well, it's obvious you know each other and you've been with each other for how long. So it shouldn't be that hard to write out the script for each scene. I mean, when it comes to the events, it might take a little time, but when it comes to interacting back and forth, it shouldn't take that long. So. Right. And those low budget movies, um, you know, I listened to an interview with those guys and they talked about how they specifically wrote these roles for them to play because they had such a low budget. Um, so they didn't, they didn't have the budget to get any, you know, stars in the movie. Right. But they were still able to pull it off though. I thought their acting was good. I mean, yeah, I, it was I, really, it was was, you know, threw me off. What really got me though, was that the big brother, Justin, the little brother, Aaron, like they used to go to this little camp. They started to realize that it was a cult growing up. And so they bounced. Right. So 10 years later, I believe, yeah, I believe it was 10 years later. And 
they decide uh, Aaron, the little brother, convinces the big brother to go back to the campsite after receiving that mysterious, sketchy uh, video, which really gets me. Like, if you were in a camp when you were a kid and you realized it was a cult, then out of nowhere, you receive uh, a package like that in the mail to want to go back. Yeah, that they must have brain. It will take a really heavy duty, like brainwash to make you want to go back to a place that you know is a cult, you know, like it blows <laughs> yeah, my I mean, mind. Like, why would that blows my mind? So that's the one part of the movie that I'm, I'm kind of nitpicky about. But then again, it's, it's, I, I think, uh, I think what I took from that was it was more the older brother, Justin, who was saying that it was what they called a UFO death cult. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. And Aaron was the one who was never really sure of that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that their lives were were kind of shitty and mundane. Yeah. Once they left the camp, didn't really have yeah. great jobs and yeah. were living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just like sick and tired of living that life and was like, well, we got three square meals a day here and all my memories are good. So why don't we go back? Even though some creepy video, you know, was sent to them. Yeah. And I was like, so that's what I took from that. I don't, I don't know, man, because that's something like that. Like, I mean, I can understand why, because maybe they, they decided to go back because that was basically the last memory that they had where they felt good because, as you were saying before, their crappy lives. So, but still, like, what is there to go back to other than, like, of course, you might get a happy memory, but what if they went back and no one was there? Like, I mean, the video showed that they were still alive, but, like, wouldn't it have gotten you a bit too if, the people that you saw in the video looked exactly the same from, unless it was like a past made video, but they right. exactly the same. So maybe also it was like out of curiosity of like, I wonder what's going on. Cause dang, she looks exactly the same. She still looks good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what makes you, it's like, you know what, bro, bro, let's like totally go back because it's been so long since we've like, you know, had like a good time so let's or like been happy and we have crappy lives so what do we have left to lose let's just take a road trip man let's bail and go right you know but yeah it's i i certainly wouldn't have done it but hey i mean i guess you got to set up the movie somehow right yeah i know i know i think that's probably what it was too because it, it was a little bit of film they were like oh, okay okay so we only have 20 grand so uh how are we going to start this <laughs> Bro, okay. How about how about we? They get a sketchy videotape, and then all of a sudden they just go. Oh, oh! Write that freaking thing down. Let's freaking go. We're on a time on the clock. So it's like, I mean, that's what I was thinking. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the the two brothers they go back, and everything seems pretty chill. Which I can understand why they feel happy there, because when they when you went there, like homemade, and Aaron was happy. Especially especially that one dude. Like it was kind of sketching me out. Uh, I believe they called him Smiling Dave. Like they entered, they entered the the location. He was smiling. Then he went to the lunch hall. He was smiling. smiling Dave was like he, my favorite character of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just this like cheesy like office space like yeah. greeter. Yeah. That like never took this huge smile off his face and never said a word. It was cracking me up. It was just weird though. Maybe think like. That dude is probably the one that's filing the kids. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but they had some, they had some pretty there was there was smiling dave and then my other favorite character which is just based purely on his name yeah. shitty carl shitty carl who was that yeah that was his name um the dude he was the dude that was um like stuck at the trailer oh him yeah dude yeah i was trying to understand why was he stuck at the trail in the first place that freaking got me i was confused at that yeah yeah but that's later in, yeah yeah into yeah it. well it was a pretty interesting go because like after 10 years like everyone looks exactly the same and then justin discovers that excuse me then justin discovers that the area that there's a constant time loop where they have to play an event over and over and over again. The reason for that was is because like there was like an alien or something or a higher power or whatever it, whatever it is creating it for right. each individual or each like people each for each environment with those little pole thingies. And so right. So like some were like a couple of days, they can't somewhere to like a couple of years. One dude was like 5 seconds which to be in that constant time loop, oh. dude, that's that is hell. Like to repeat the same thing over and over and over. Like if you were to repeat the same thing over and over, then would you out? That can cause someone to lose their mind. Right, and it and it took a while for them to get to that. Mm. Took a while for them to really explain that there was these time time domes, yeah. and because for a while you just didn't understand what was going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Like you said, people at the camp. Mm even though 10 years later looked exactly the same as when they did before. So it was like, what the hell's going on here? Like, yeah. why is this so strange? Yeah. That's what I was sort of got too. That's maybe watching. Yeah. Cause it, it took me like an hour just to watch 30 minutes of it. Cause I had to constantly like rewind it and rewind it. It's like, it's like, this is the type of film. Like you have to really, really, really freaking watch it. It is so easy to get confused. But then once you actually have yeah. a better understanding of it, you'll start to appreciate it. Because at first I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like I have no, I wanted to shut it off. But then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a filmmaker. So I need to learn every, every person has their own style in film. Not every person is the same. So I need to give this film a chance. And so I kept watching and watching, then research about it. And then, you know what? It took a, it takes a really wide imagination too to think of something like that. Like, yeah, I thought the concept was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you've seen things somewhat like that in film before, yeah. but but it was but this was done different. I mean, it was it was from a different point of view, right. almost like it was like you said, there was this like alien or this this god or whatever, some kind of being, yeah. what had a control over like a valley basically, yeah. and it just created these little time domes yeah. that just kept people stuck. And it was, and they, and based on some of the characters that were in there, um, you had mentioned the, the five second loop. It was this dude and it looked like civil war era. Yeah. It was like, it seemed like these time loops were like endless. Right. But the one thing that, the one thing that really, that, that I thought was interesting about the creature was that it was, it was, the only way you can communicate with the people was through like videos and photos. And then um, like one of them was like a photo that landed in front of Aaron of a, it was like a picture of Aaron staring at the sky. And then the second photo was yeah. him looking at the trailer. So he went to find that trailer and happened to run into his big brother because his big brother was like trying to bail. And they ended up like, right. 
resolving each other's conflict. And at that point, they realize that they need to find a way to get out together because they don't want to be in this time loop, which in the end, they resolve their conflict with one another. Like, it's almost like each person was on a trial and that's why they're in a time loop because you had to resolve your situation in, in order to get out. You have to resolve your situation. Like the wife looking for a husband because of the broken marriage, the farmer, which what the Carl, Carl guy, which I don't know what his problem was. Um, then the husband who was the wife's, uh, the, the one dude that was like in that, that was like about to shut the house on fire. He was actually the, it was, it was, they did an Easter egg. Like he was the husband of the wife that was looking for him. Right. Yeah. And also, right. that, and also that scene right there was also where uh, resurrection, I mean, a uh, resolution started too. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I mean, I mean, you really got to know your your independent yeah. films and these specific guys to yeah. know that that's you know uh, something from a previous movie they did. Right. Um, which looking back on it, that's pretty cool that they you know end up yeah, like making their own universe. you know this universe yeah. together. Yeah. And like, it's so, it like, I think I find it very fascinating, like, how people are able to, like, um, develop, like, one world, like, even like Marvel Comics or, like, uh, DC, like, they take one little story, then they expand it and then expand it and then expand it even more. Like, these guys, they took, like, one uh, film that wasn't even that successful. Then they made another one called Spring, which I had to, I had to watch that as their second film. And then another one, which was this one, which was uh, which Endless, which was a sequel to Res uh, Resolution. So, and then they're right. also thinking about making a TV series, I believe, for this too. Oh wow! Yeah, which I think I think if they did a series, just... I think it will be it will make more sense because that way they have more time instead of doing it all in yeah. one hour. I mean, a couple like two hours. I think. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. I I think a TV series would. With would be really cool. And especially with a series, you could, you could split it up into maybe different time loops to different domes. Right. Or even um, what the creature looks like know, too. Like what, where does the, where does the thing even come from? Like what's the backstory behind it? I, I kind of like that they didn't show mm -hmm. like some sort of creature or mm -hmm. monster or whatever. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of times, when you build stuff up like that in movies, it's such a letdown when you actually see That's what it true. is. So I kind of like that they didn't show it. They just saw the destruction it was yeah. causing and, or, or, or it's power or yeah. whatever. Um, it seems half the time you're just so like, at least for me, I'm always disappointed in whatever the monster That's is true. or the creature right. is. And I, but I think they, they actually did kind of show it too. Like they're, they're uh, sailing over that river and they like the guy, the brother, the yeah. big brother, like died under the water, and like he came back up, and it showed like its shadow or something. Right, there were definitely hints mm -hmm. on on maybe like a shape or what or what it could be. Um, there, you know, the one girl was like like doing drawings, yeah. and and she kind of had these visions of what it could look like, mm -hmm. or you know, sometimes it would be like a, you know, just kind of two eyes in the sky watching down or or things like that so i thought it was neat that they played with with that they even the people there don't exactly know what it right. is and i thought it was pretty cool when they did the whole like um the two moons type of thing because i thought like like you're saying it looked like yeah. I, that was its eyes or whatnot and i thought it was really cool right. and then like well but 
the one thing that I like that, that I thought was interesting was like even though like the kid knew they were in a time loop, like they were happy and like they were happy to be in that same cycle over and over. And like it makes you question though, like if this reality was if that reality was real, would you risk living forever in a loop to have a choice to redo any mistakes over and over with no consequence? Or would you go back to the real world where anything is out like everything is out of your control and what if you have a bad light? You'd be going to where you left off. Like, would you choose to live in a time loop, or would you choose to go back where one day it's going to be over? Man, what a what an existential question. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh that's tough, man. I mean, because I mean, they in their loop they had they had ten yeah. years um, or so, as it seems. Um, and it, it did seem like they were happy, but there were others mm-hmm. in there, kind of like uh, the character Tim, played by Lou Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of seemed over it. It seemed like yeah, the older he guy. was there. He mastered yeah. everything. He could, yeah, he mastered everything he could do, and he was just like yeah. done. But it's like you're you live forever, but you're only in this one spot. You cannot leave. So it's like, man, as much as immortality seems like it could be mm-hmm. fun. If you're stuck in one spot and you can't explore the world mm-hmm. and, and and see what's like how the world progresses, like I I, I certainly wouldn't want to do that. Like, give me give me my uh, sixty five years, seventy years if I'm lucky, and and I'll I'll take whatever life on the outside. Yeah, because it comes it becomes a little redundant because like there's so much more out there in the world instead of just one little event that happens over and over, like. We live the we live in this world because we want to see something different. There's where like where we are right now is just a dot compared to what's what else is out there in the real world. And plus, it makes you close-minded because there's so much out there to see, and then you're stuck in the same loop yeah. over and over. It's like it would probably lead you to depression or whatever because like you you can't do anything else. I mean, sure you're happy, you don't have to worry about money and whatnot, but that's what makes life like it is because you, you go through trial and error you go through pain you go through joy because without it you're just like a shell that's part of life yeah. you know yeah i mean that, that that's absolutely you know that's right on the head i mean what is life without the experiences and the 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 pain and the joy and you know all that stuff that goes with it so i mean yeah when you think about it i mean these people uh, you know they might be putting on a front to you know, their life they're mm-hmm. living. Um, and, and then some of the other, you know, some of the other people caught in the time domes um, weren't so lucky. They were, you know, most of them are miserable. Right. Uh, the one, the one guy is, is constantly is constantly committing suicide over and over again to try to get out of his mm-hmm. time dome. But every time he does it, he, he just ends up right back where he is. So it's like, Man, that that would that would be even worse. Right. It's like hell, pretty much. It was so cool though, cause and plus, like one thing that I liked about it was like the higher power or whatever it was, and knew what it was going, what they were going through, and wanted them to resolve their situation because they didn't really have a good relationship growing up uh, as brothers either. But then it started like even in the end, like he was pushing the car. He's like, you know what? I'm sick and tired. You always, you always mess up. You ruin our, you ruin our lives. But you know what? You're my brother, and I love you. You know, and like they were able to 
um, you know, uh, care for one another. Even like when they finally escaped, like when they when they let them escape the portal, they the brother knew that the gas was on a knee, and he's like, you know what, whatever, you know, because you know what, they already been through how much, so what, 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 what else could what could happen now? Because we might not be able, we might lose our car, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I respect these guys and the the, uh, the mind, the the effort that they put in this and like it was just them. And like I, I thought it was hilarious. too. I was watching one of the interviews and they, they were like, you know what? It shows how lazy we are in picking actors because we only we we, cho- we chose ourselves to be the main actors. And I was like, <laughs> that was hilarious. and like they were pretty cool because they saw someone uh, debunk uh, their their film and they were like saying, dude you understood our film more than us as because we, <laughs> yeah. we saw it, but it's like, you were the, you were the in between of our, like our, our story. And like, you actually broke it down. He's like saying, yeah, that was a really good film. And he, they were actually kind of actually meet the guy and do it. And like, you know, to help yeah. his YouTube channel. And I thought that was really freaking cool because actually like Aaron, he was actually going to quit being a filmmaker and go to be a doctor but then he started making off of this and yeah, then I mean, he started to keep going. Yeah. It just shows that, you know, these guys are down yeah. to earth and they're, they're just, they want to make cool movies and, you know, good for them for, for putting something out there that that's different and yeah. interesting um, that, you know, is, can be a little, you know, the movie's a little hard to follow, Yeah, but I mean, once you get into it, man, like it, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and and I like what you're saying about um, the brothers and, and their their overall story yeah. arc. And, and it seemed like that was such a you know that more than anything was the main storyline in the movie is is these two brothers trying to get along. And I, I think a lot of that had to do with control. Yeah. And I think a lot of the movie too had to do with control. Whether you know what you have control over in your life as 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 compared to the other things right. that you don't. And it was something that these guys went through to realize like, oh, the big brother, Justin, okay, I can let go of trying to control yeah. my younger brother and trying to, and it, and it didn't seem like it was controlling in a bad way. It was just Accepting more, him. he thought he had to make okay. the decisions for what was mm-hmm. best for them and trying to look after his brother. Meanwhile, his brother is his own person. He can yeah. do his own thing. So I think that was that was a pretty cool right. story in it. But the one thing that got me was that like when Justin was passing the guy's house and when he was explaining like one day he's gonna find his wife, why is it that he didn't tell him, Oh yeah, I actually found your 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 wife is alive and she's looking for you actually too. To to me I took that as because I was sitting there too the whole time, but like, dude, why aren't you telling him? But I, I think he didn't tell him because he knew like once he had saw the situation that he was in and the fact that he was stuck in the, like he knew he was stuck in this loop. It it probably would have drove him even more crazy to know that his wife was out there looking for him. So I think he kind of spared him the grief. That's sad though, but you know, it it is that, that, that story, like some of those things, man, it it is. I'm curious though. What Oof, that, what got um, Carl like in his uh, in his situation, like in that little um, whatever that location was where he kept killing himself? Like I was wondering, like what caused 
the time loop in the first place. Right. I mean, at one point of view over the valley, and you could kind of see like the different time domes all yeah. spread out. So it was like, I don't know if there was like, you know, if the god or whatever it was, like just dropped those things where they are and people got caught in them, you know, based on whatever it made its decision to keep people there or if it like specifically captured people into a certain right. time dome. And so it's like, yeah, that, that was kind of, I don't think that was ever addressed. And then, yeah, like, I don't know the, the, the Carl thing and his mm. separate time dome kind of threw me off because they knew him yeah, exactly. from the camp yeah, yeah. beforehand. So how did he get out of the camp yeah. time dome and into his yeah. own? So, and I don't think, I can't remember that being explained unless yeah. I missed it. So that was kind of a, something that I didn't And that was the same thing with, like, the, like the, the, the guy from look like he was in the, from the war times. Like, same thing for him. And, like, the wife, like, she was saying she went to the camp to look for him. Well, how is she able to find, like, are other, are other people able to find that location and they're stuck there? Or, like... Like, because when they left, it was I, like I, they went in through a portal and the place was nowhere to be found. So how is it that they're able to enter there in the yeah, first place? From from what I gather is they did have interaction with the outside world because they the camp talked about how they, they sold yeah, there. Yeah. That was yeah, their yeah, main yeah. source of income. So obviously people were able yeah. to go in and out. But I think it was... Uh, either whether you die or commit suicide inside so it's of it, like, uh, um, um, then, then you're stuck there forever or when it, or when it turns um, into a new, like, oh, time, what, like it, yeah, like, like uh, the third moon comes and then all of a sudden does the whole restart thing. Right. But I wonder how yeah. the film industry is going right now because of like, no one's able to film right now. Right. That's what I'm kind of wondering if, you know, at a certain point, is there just going to be like, like oh crap, yeah. there's no movies coming out, or or you know something, you know something along those lines where it's just going to be really. Well, there is a new a film uh, called Tenant that's supposed to be coming out next month, I believe, or July. So it will. It wouldn't surprise because it seems like everything is starting to slowly get back to normal. It's just like if they film, like how are they going to do? Like, all right, guys, we all need to be six feet apart from each other. All right. It's like you need to get <laughs> yeah. audio right. right. Yeah, you have like, to get uh, that, like the boom mic. I can only imagine how long the boom mic is going to be now in order to catch the audio unless they do like <laughs> wireless uh, microphones. So like, or yeah, right. like what I did before, like I recently did like a cyber horror film. Um, they could start doing more like bringing because back there, those were a hit back in like the early 2010s. Those were so they can start yeah, doing those yeah. back up again, you know, or like uh, a found footage film, like yeah. found footage films you can, you can do with like at max, like four or five people and and the characters can hold the camera because it's found footage. Like, um, as well, so below that was a found footage film. That was amazing based in like the catacombs in Paris and whatnot. It's amazing. I just had someone recommend that to me, so that's like up on. Oh, that's it's like amazing! Next on my I, list. I really want to do another review, a video about that because it really is freaking good. It blows your mind. There's that, and then like um, Megan awesome. is missing us in there. Found footage film, uh, uh, Unfriended. Those are good. Both of them are good. 
the dead. Uh, there's a lot of like I think like maybe they hop on that wagon for now, like stuff like that. Like you'll be able to make money because you'll need to be away. Like you won't have to worry about wasting. And plus, it'll be uh, you'll be able to save money too. So all you need is like Zoom and Skype, and yeah. you're good to go. So that that would be pretty interesting. I I I, I bet. We will see more of those type of things come yeah, out. Yeah, because I've seen a couple cool. of the good, a couple of them like uh, they were frowned upon, but to me, with films like that, they become more realistic because it's like something that we all can relate to because it's from our own cameras and whatnot, and nothing is like really scripted because more than likely it's, it's all going to be like one shot, a continuous shot. So it becomes more realistic that way because yes. oh shoot, what's my line? Oh, freak, forget it. I'm just gonna. Just gonna roll, roll, roll with it, you know. It comes as uh, more yeah. um, relatable, I guess you can say. But yeah, overall, like, what would you uh, rate this film? Um, I, you know what, I would probably give it a solid seven. I, I, I you know, as yeah. confusing as it was, like once you dig into it, man, I thought it was a super fun story and and just different and yeah, being low budget. Um, you can tell how much these guys care yeah. and how much they put into it. Uh, yeah, acting was solid. I mean, everything I thought was good across the board. It's not going to blow you away. I don't think it's going to become your favorite movie ever. Yeah. So it's not. I, I guess it's not viewer friendly. I guess you could you would you can say um, it, it takes like yeah. You have to really like. I guess you got to say study it. And right now, like um, people have plenty of time to do that right now because like there's nothing else to really do. So this would be a good film to watch if you want, like, you know, take time away. Because it took me like, like I fell asleep. Like I, I started watching this at nine, and I finished watching it halfway through at midnight. Like that's that's how lost I was. That's how confused I was, and it was only halfway. I'm like, because I was like, you know what, screwed. I am exhausted. I don't even have. I don't even have an energy drink. I can't even stay focused. Like I'm going to bed. Yeah, and that's the thing. It that's not a movie that you put on that while you're true. lying in bed. You know, that's a, you yeah. Because like I was tempted, like, should I really pop one in? Cut a pop a energy drink in because I cannot do this right now. My mind is about to, like go hit disease. <laughs> like I've I'm seeing like she popping over the moon right now. I need to go to bed. So you know, but I only finished it this morning and yeah. this afternoon. I was like, you know, this is really a good film. I really appreciate it. it makes it makes you. It's actually more. It's very inspiring because it makes me want to like. Uh, like I've done a couple of short films now. I'm thinking about like, I want to be like to like shoot like a feature, like at least like an hour long, like you know, but stuff like this. It, it really inspires you. Like, like for example, like uh, Gerald's Game. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, that was a Stephen King film. It was all shot in one room. You seen it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That movie. <laughs> one gets. It. That one freaking. I know it really, oh it really, God. it really messes with the with the mind. Like how much can really happen when you finally snap? Like, <laughs> oh, that movie tripped me out, man. <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's like, oh God, I haven't. I only, I only watched that movie once, and I don't know if I could ever watch it again because it freaked me out and just like, just like. The tiny yeah. bit of like gore they yeah. had in it was done so well. It was just like, yeah, oh, that's oh. Stephen King for you. <laughs> He's done a lot of good films. Like I recently yeah. finished like uh, the remake of uh, Pet Cemetery, 
which I thought was actually pretty good because a lot of times they actually don't shoot oh. uh, remakes of Stephen King's. They don't do them pretty well. Like Carrie, he, that's, that was remade twice. And the recent one, the recent one was 2018, yeah. I believe it was. The, the actor was phenomenal. I just, I just think like the CGI is what did it. See, I was so thrown off by the this first remake of Carrie that like I couldn't even watch the the second one. But yeah, maybe I'll have like to it, do the second try. one. The next one, it, it is pretty good. They they do follow the original pretty well. It's just that when like the prom scene happens, they add a lot of CGI, like a lot, like to the point it's like this is ridiculous. Like right. it's obvious that you were being cheap right, right now. So, because like, <laughs> but, like yeah. telekinesis is like really hard to like, you know, do with actual props. But they were able to do it back then, like make it look realistic. So why not take the right. old ways, which you would probably save some money if you did it the old-fashioned way. And what was invisible string or whatever, like very right. thin string, or whatnot. Right. It seems like there's just not a lot of people out there that do. That is true. Like, uh, like, like when it comes to like uh, Star Wars, for example, like a lot of their uh, props. Like handmade and a lot of the creatures that they made handmade, but now, like, even like when they started making six, like when the actor Princess Leia like died, like they were able to transfer her face to someone else's face, you know, it's like to the point, like, yeah, it is, it's just real. Or like, uh, when they did a uh, Gemini, like, uh, with Will Smith, which was a flop, yeah, like, uh, they were able to take the yeah. old make have him being his own age, and then like another Will Smith, what was back in like the Fresh Prince age, which it was like. Holy crap! This is tripping me out. Like we can actually right now. Like it's really freaky. Like <laughs> yeah. how much technology has advanced in like what, like twenty years, and like, how much it's advanced to be able to pull. Well, actually, ten years, honestly, to, or twenty years. Yeah, to be able to pull this off, it's like holy crap! Like what is it going to be like in the future? Like even more years from now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. See, yeah. One question I have for you, um, being a filmmaker, is what what was your take on the cinematography? It was really now now when they were saying like um, the one thing when they were talking about the CGI was crappy. Um, I actually thought it was done well. Um, I thought it was that like 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 when yeah, uh, like the rope scene, like when they were able to pull the rope, and they're pulling the rope, and then all of a sudden it like dropped to the ground. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good, or like even like the the sky, how they were like the manipulated to make it look like it's eyeballs or like the third moon coming in or like going through the portal. Right. Or like, um, the one thing I did not like though, look really stupid was, uh, when they're setting the house on fire, it was totally obvious that that was actually fake. Yeah. I thought uh, for me that like, as far yeah. as the CGI goes, yeah, I agree. It, that was the only CGI in yeah. it. The, the fire was, yeah, but the one thing I liked about was when they did snap, like when they restarted, like it was like, like that that quick switch, like that was I thought I was dead on, yeah, like really well done, and so like I thought like the camera work, the camera quality too, I thought was really pretty good. I can tell like a lot of it was handheld, which is pretty pretty uh typical anyways. A lot of these guys using like red cameras, but like um, I thought everything was really well done, and I thought the storyline, the storyline, the story could have been a little bit polished. Which there's probably a director's cut because I believe they said that there is a director's mm-hmm. cut, which probably would ex- make it more easier to understand. Because when you're releasing the theaters, like you only have like what two yeah. hours, an hour and thirty minutes to two hours to fit in. So I believe yeah. that they were able to explain it, like it'll make more sense 
other than that, I thought it was pretty solid and the storyline was good. And for the directors to actually play the actual characters, the main characters, very well done. Like, it shows, like, their passion and how much they believe in their own film. And um, I would give it uh, I would give it a solid uh, 8. I really did love this film, man. And um, I hope they make... It would be cool if they do uh, go on with the secret... The, a series that they make this into a series because I would totally hop on the wagon on this. And yeah. And actually the funny story is uh, Aaron, how Aaron and Justin met. That's that's funny because that's actually the real names. Um, How they met was actually um, Aaron was Justin's intern. For some like big director, I can't remember who it was. They were like both interning for. And so like, I thought it was really cool. It's really cool because like, it's like, um, you you never know like who you will meet in life that will help you like become this successful. Like to them, they're not like at that high status. They're still building, but they came a long way, and now their film that they made. Like if if you were to make a film and then all of a sudden it's on Netflix on all the platforms, to me it's like okay, I'm that's that's really freaking cool. You might not be making that much money, but it's like okay, that that that's pretty freaking cool because like. <laughs> It takes a lot because Netflix is really hard to get on. So for them to actually, for Netflix to buy the rights to that film to put on the platform, freaking crazy. Yeah, this movie definitely yeah. put these guys on the map, and I'm excited yeah. for what they do in the future. And watch you know, I'm even gonna go. Oh back yeah, watch and watch. Yeah, they made Resolution and Spring. It, it goes to show people that, like, I, I say this all the time, but uh, it shows it. It's, it goes to show that. Story is what truly matters when it comes to the film, and like a lot of times, don't like these films like these days. Like, right. they don't really care about the films. Like, they were talking about it themselves. Like, this is considered a horror film, and people might get shut off because of the title horror film. Because people do not like horror films. What people don't realize is that horror isn't what you think it is. Like, the, horror is such a, a wide realm of it. And what people yeah. don't, what they truly, what they mean is that they don't, they, they, it's not that they hate it. They just don't like the blood and gore, but there's other types of horror. Like there's psychological, right. there's uh, documentaries, there's uh comedy, even comedy can be considered a horror. Like look at, like, like, look at stream or a uh, scary movie, which is ridiculous. Uh, or even Chucky, like Chucky, the old Chucky, like it was a horror film, but that, that was freaking hilarious. Or even Nightmare on Elm Street, that was horror. But yeah, there's the old ones, man, that was you have to laugh at those but yeah like to be able to build something to put what's in their head and actually put it upon on paper and so like it, it it makes you be inspired because it makes you want to for those who are young filmmakers so for young filmmakers who are, who are hearing this podcast like if you want to get inspired to make a film or even a feature film like this is a really good start to get some inspiration may not like steal their story but like it inspires it will, it will inspire you that you can make a good film off of a low budget yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I thank you so much, well Christopher, said. for being on this podcast. And like, um, it was really fun. It was really fun talking to you, man. Even though it was off, it was like we went, we roll, we roll with it today. So, like, I really appreciate this. Uh, you talking about the endless with me. Yeah, man, it, it was a good time. Um, you know, everyone should definitely uh, check out the movie. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I had a good time. Hopefully, you know, this yeah. stuff will clear up and you yeah, know, man. We'll like, to like, how's the band going? Soon. Like, what's the future? Uh, like, what's going on now? Uh, you know, we're kind of in a stalemate. Yeah, you know, we had some shows yeah. set up and those got canceled. Um, so I mean, we're just kind of writing and trying to, you know, figure out what our next step is. But uh, hopefully, by the end of the year, we'll have, um, you know, at least some sort of 
yeah. uh, three or four song EP out. You know, we we uh, so we're we're just trying to get some new stuff done. You know that we can have prepared for whenever shows finally. Yeah, that'll be out. a day. Like that'll be cool. Like what I th- what I think would be cool though is like since striving theaters are coming back. What if they did like? What if someone was to build like a drive-in, like take an old abandoned drive-in theater and turn it for musicians to play on? You know, you know that would be cool. Because someone be did a Facebook joke about <laughs> that, that. Like they so were like cool. saying like to next the uh, the future of concerts and the future con- uh, mosh pits and it shows like a bunch of cars like on top of each other or whatnot. And so like it was it was funny. Like it'll be really cool because it'll be like it'll <laughs> yeah. be uh, safe for everyone to be in their cars to watch a film, and also for musicians to be able to go on stage again. You know, even if they are have to, even if they do have to be six feet apart, wear a mask or whatnot. Like, it's like everyone's gonna have to be Slipknot then because yeah. every band have to wear a mask now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I hope right exactly a metal show during a that would be a crash sick. derby. That would be that's, actually that's a sick idea. At. Actually, it's a good idea. You need to start uh, <laughs> right to that and start working on that right now. Like, make some money that way. You make some good money that way. So, you know, I bet you every band will be like, bro, we need to hop on this guy's stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyone else listening, uh, listening um, check out my band, Skies of Terra. We're on all the major streaming platforms. And you could go on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And, uh, give us a shout yeah, out. Yeah, man, appreciate you know, it. You back really up. appreciate your good time today, and I hope you be safe out there. All right, all right guys, that's you. all we have for today's it. episode of Flicks Critics. My name is Fernando, and this is Christopher. And make sure to check out his band, Skies of Terra. And until next time.